This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead, and this is Austin Real Estate Investing. Today we've got Peyton Thompson on here, and he's going to tell us all about how he's involved with real estate in Austin, doing a bunch of cool stuff with builds, developments, and all sorts of properties in Austin. He's going to tell us all about that. Hey, Peyton, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How about you? Doing great. Having a great day here today. What day is it? <laughs> I believe it's Wednesday. Wednesday is my podcast day, so it makes okay. it. That's our timestamp, huh? Yeah. All right. More on Wednesday, so I know we're in the middle of the week. So, real quick, Peyton, can you tell us who you are and how you're involved with real estate investing here in Austin? Uh, Peyton Thompson. I uh, started off uh, grabbing my real estate license and I hung it with 12 Rivers. Um, I was doing some investing out in bee caves and some custom homes kind of when I got into the mix. It's just how I learned um, with Ames Design Build. Um, and then when COVID hit, I got more central and started doing my own projects and uh, really tagging along with uh, brokers who were moving at a little bit faster pace and doing some development and brokerage at the same time. Um, and then as that's kind of started to take off and do a two-headed snake, uh, they're both going their own direction, man. But there's, it's just, it's, it's times 10, man. It's a 10X factor in both categories. So I'm just, I'm riding the wave of both of them and uh, just trying to become more efficient at both. That's awesome. And I know you're doing a lot of these duplex builds in Austin too. So um, I guess really, why Austin? Why do you choose to invest in Austin? Um, well, in my past life, I played football. So when I retired, I moved out here in uh, January 2019. Um, but I come from the Bay Area, right? I come from Northern California. Uh, so kind of seeing the boom in the economy is something that I was familiar with and comfortable with the pace of. Um, I'd come out here to work out in the off season a few times and I could tell that the pace was picking up. Um, I wasn't obviously in the real estate space or in the business space, but I could just, I could tell Texas was moving. It just moves a little bit slower than California, LA, New York, right? Those, those bigger hyper growth cities. Um, and so I started to realize like, Hey man, it's not too late still to get in this thing. Um, so I just said, Hey, January 1, 2019, I'm packing everything up on the truck and I'm leaving. Um, came out here and it was just that the momentum was starting to pick up. I started to notice that if I carried a little bit more momentum and sense of urgency in my day, it was very easy to stand out amongst people I was talking to, working with, doing deals with. Um, and as things kind of started to pick up, people around me or maybe I started gravitating towards people who were also moving at that pace um, and kind of moving with the market and kind of making things happen and just figuring out a way to move on the go. Um, and that's that's kind of how it all how it all set in and it's continuing to go, man. We're just catching stride. Yeah, no, you guys seem to be doing a lot of really cool stuff and moving quickly while you're doing it. So uh, how did you initially get interested in real estate investing? So you said you were playing football. Mm. Uh, real estate and football are two very different things. Um, I had, it's tough. 
I would say I had some uh, somebody who I would consider a, a, a father figure to me was is a big broker out in Sacramento. Um, and then I happen to know a couple other people just through my playing days who have been very successful in real estate. And obviously there's a social media effect, right? The Grant Cardones and people like that, which is all good and dandy, but it just, it kind of just, just reassures you that there is a market that you can come into. You don't really have to start at the very bottom and everybody can kind of be on an even playing field and it really becomes down, it comes down to detail and effort on who will stand out, man. So it was just it seemed like a genre of business in which if you have a little bit of capital, you can side door in it and not start at the very bottom, which is not like tech and things like that. You're going to start at the bottom no matter what, um, unless you're just investing and throwing dollars in. And then at that point, it's just how much money are you throwing in? Right. And so unless I'm throwing in all my money, that won't make a dent. Um, so it just seemed like an industry or a genre of business in which I could kind of not start at the very bottom and everybody was enough on an even playing field where I can figure out what those variables were to kind of set me apart. And once I kind of realized that the opportunity was there, it's just, it's been a sprint ever since. So now I'm just, I want to say I'm catching up, but I'm just trying to keep up with the pace. Yeah, well, you're moving at a pretty quick pace too, just from what you've talked about to me. So, you know, I know in Austin, you're doing a lot of development and everybody listening might not really understand what a lot of development looks like in Austin. So what types of projects are you doing? And I guess what types of projects are you looking for in the future here? Um, well, what I've been doing is we've done multiple custom projects, uh, custom builds. Everything's been over 400 bucks a square foot. We even got one project that's about 700 bucks a square foot right now. Um, doing flips, condo regime stuff. And I love, a, I love a raw dirt play. Um, starting to figure that out. Now, as things grow, right, you do. I try to stay very uh, versatile in my investments. Um, a lot of people who are developers or builders, they, I was just telling my buddy this the other day, they get stuck in a niche, right? Like you become a builder and then now you're just, you're a custom builder at this price point or you're, you're a, a flipper at this price point, right? And you kind of like stick to that. And if you do it once, you can do it a hundred times and make a bunch of money doing it. Um, but what I found, especially with COVID is the more versatile I can be with my investments and where I plug my investors in, um, the more luck I'll have or the more success I'll have as far as staying alive if, if, there any, if there is any market correction or anything that does happen. So I try to have projects that are 150 bucks a square foot to build, 300 bucks a square foot to build, up to five, 700 bucks a square foot. That way I'm just kind of, I got a couple eggs in each basket. Um, but to answer your question, moving forward, um, I would love to be doing a lot bigger things. I would love to be doing, I'd love to be buying multiple acres and developing multifamily commercial stuff and bringing mud and utilities to, to, to dirt and to kind of really develop it and make the long-term play and make some real cash. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one thing you touched on and how we met was the condo regime. So buying a property and building an AB condo. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk about what you look for when you're doing a project like that? So maybe somebody's sitting on a property that works for that. So what are the requirements for a project like that? And what does it need to, what metric does it need to hit? Um, well, it's usually over about 7,500 square feet of land will allow you to do a condo regime. Um, but the, 
the biggest two metrics that I use for all of this is right. You have your impervious coverage, which is usually 40%. Um, so what that means is you have a, you have a piece of dirt. It's call it 10,000 square feet for raw numbers. You can build on 40% of it according to the city of Austin. Um, so you think, okay, I can build up to 4,000 square feet on here. So if that's a condo regime, that's, you know, 2,900 square feet and 1,100 square feet. Um, and you kind of piece it out that way and then you do your cost of build. Um, but the other variable is trees. Um, Austin protects trees over 18, 19 inches. Um, certain trees, obviously, but they protect those trees. So if those trees are backed up to the house or the existing home on a or they're in the middle of a lot on a piece of dirt that I look to build something on. Uh, there's setbacks on the sides and in the front, and then the trees in the middle are the only thing that'll tell you, hey, I can't build on this. Um, and then maybe the third variable that you obviously know of is deed restrictions. When you buy a house, you're gonna look at those deed restrictions and see like, hey, they're not gonna allow me to build a duplex here, so it's either gonna be this build or this type of build. And all those things kind of narrow you down to what you can do, and then you decide like price-wise, well, I make money doing this and then you either execute or you just pull out and find another deal. Yeah. Yeah. And with the trees too. So the trees is interesting. You really have to watch. I've seen properties just not sell because they've got a huge tree right in the middle of the property, which is really common. Um, but then also, you know, mate, you must know a little bit more about this than I do. Can you trim the tree back? So it's not touching the property. So if you've got a building right in the middle of the lot, you have a, a big tree right on the left side of the lot. Can you trim it back a little bit? Have you wanted to be part of GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, but just haven't hit that millionaire status yet? Well, now you can, not even being a millionaire, by joining our new program, GoBundance Emerge. My name's Jamie Gruber, creator of GoBundance Emerge and member of the GoBundance community. And now you can join. GoBundance.com slash emerge. GoBundance.com slash emerge. Use code Jordan for $100 off this 12-week goal-setting program and mastermind that'll propel you to being a whole-life millionaire. Um. If it's protected, if it's over over that that size, the answer is no. Um, sometimes do people do it? Yes, um, but it's really they're really protecting the tree and its roots. They're not really protecting. I mean, the branches and all that is protected. But if you go in there and cut it, I mean, you're gonna get a, get a fine if they notice, right? But they're protect they're protecting the uh, the life of the tree. So it's really, um, you know, how close are you building to the tree? So obviously, you know, some of them will have a three or five foot, uh, you know, boundary around them in which you can build or not build. Um, but obviously if a tree is just backed up to a building, then that's just, a, that's a no. There's one over on Casey Street in four or five, not too far from um, the one you and I just did a deal on. And I went and looked at it today and there's, there's a tree three feet behind the existing home. So that lets me know, like, if this thing's only 1,100 square feet, I can either go vertical or just not build it at all. Um, so it's either go vertical on top of that 1,100 square feet or, you know, don't do it at all. Maybe you just do a renovation on the existing home. Um, but you definitely can't add on, add more square footage and go for a higher price point with that tree there. Yeah, and I think that's a it's really interesting insight to pay attention to. You know, because there's lots of these houses rolling around Austin that are 12, 1300 square feet. People want bigger than that now, and they want more bathrooms than the house has. Maybe they want 2,000 or 2,300 square feet. 
four beds, three and a half baths on a new property and they'll pay for it. So if you can do it, they'll pay for it. But Right. So the one we got hitting this weekend, did you get a chance to go look at that one? 2108 Pharaohs? Don't believe so, no. Right. It's right across. It's right around the corner from Periwinkle. It's it's probably two houses down, three houses down on Fair Oaks when you turn off Periwinkle. I think the backyards touch, to be honest. Um, that one was 1,350 square feet. It was, the word I like to use is uninhabitable. There's, you don't even want to walk in that thing. It was so bad. Um, but we turned it from 1,350 square feet to just over 2,000 square feet. And then they also left a shed back there. So I, I finished that too. Um, so it'll be four bedrooms, three baths, 2,000 square feet, all on one story. And in the backyard, there's a there's a, uh, a finished shed back there with air conditioning, flooring, uh, drywall, all that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really, really a big piece right now in Austin is the ADU and the, the shack in the back mm -hmm. type of deal. Um, so you've done a lot of deals like this. What's... What's an indicator you look out for or something you look to avoid when you're looking at an SF3 deal where you're trying to build? Obviously, trees are one of them, the trees buffing up against it. But is there any other big red flags you look for? Uh, well, there's going to be your setbacks. So you'll look at, um, I'll essentially look at where all, if you look down the street, it'll, it's usually very telling. You'll see where all the houses are lined up, like where they start. Like there may be. 15 feet of front yard, there may be 50 yards of front yard, right? They're all gonna pretty much start on that same line and that's usually your setback that the city has um, just for their easements or for their utilities that are coming through there or maybe they're just deed restrictions or, or CCNRs that say, hey, homes have to start you know, 25, 30 feet back from the street. Um, so that's one and then two is your utilities and easements. So power lines, things like that. If you got a power line running across the backyard in between you and your you and your neighbor's backyard or your side yard, usually those have a, a 15 foot setback around those, right? So you start, as you walk a lot, you look at the house, you're like, okay, this is the actual building pad. I know I'll get, I gotta get five to 15 feet on the sides. So power line in the back, I probably got 15 feet on the back. My actual building pad is, you know, this 2000 square feet right here. And those are usually the things that when you walk it, you're saying, okay, that's, that's doable. Like the one we did the deal on, there's a big, huge tree in the front yard, but all the houses are set back the same amount. So that tree is not in my way. And then you go in the backyard and the whole thing is just open. It's 11,000 square feet, just open. That tells me, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm duplex condo regime, single family home. I can build whatever I want back here. As long as it doesn't exceed 40% uh, of that impervious coverage. Okay. Awesome stuff to know. Yeah. What's, what's something you tell people who are looking to get into building or flipping in Austin? So if somebody's just shown up from the Bay Area and they're saying, hey, I want to do what you do, what do you say the first step is for them? Um, get with somebody who will find you a deal from the original acquisition. Right? So if it's if the market value is... 600,000 bucks. I mean, make sure you get that thing for 599, right? Just at least make some sort of some sort of deal on that. And in Austin, you can get away with more stuff. On your first deal, I wouldn't do that. But 
And Austin, you can get away with not necessarily getting a deal on the acquisition right now just because appreciation is moving so fast that by the time you close on that thing, it's probably that window's already probably been eaten up. But to keep things simple, I would say find something that's that you know you're getting under market value and just do one. Just do one. Just do one. Just do one quick one. You'll get a lot of experience. It's gonna be a little bit scary. It's gonna be hard to kind of balance it out and find your way. But it's kind of that same approach I was telling you. If you do one, you're gonna get that confidence in you that like you're like, I can do ten. And then, you know, you get people who don't this is not what they do for a living. And then they start to figure out, hey, if I do 15, I can do this for a living. Um, and then it's like, you know, that foreign language becomes a common language and it's it's just, it's much more palatable to do. You said that you worked, you worked real closely with some brokers who were doing this, mm-hmm. who got started, right? So I really liked how you said that just get out there and do one. I think that's a huge piece of any sector of real estate investing, whether you're going to buy and hold, a flip, development, until you do that first one, it seems so hard. It seems like this this way up here. It's, it's like anything, man. Like you, you know, whether it's another language, learning an instrument, right? Like there's people who do it professionally and they're the most elite at it. And it just seems like, man, that's so far out of reach that you do one or you take a class and it's just like, it wasn't that hard. It took me a couple of weeks to figure out, a couple of months to figure out, right? You slowly start to adapt and start to pick it up. So my thing is just to do one. I would say if I had probably the first bit of information I'll give you, but I'll say this is second, is just to keep really good counsel. Um, that's what I do. I keep really good counsel. I got, I got some wise men that have been in the game a long time that will at least pick up the phone and Tell me if I'm full of it or tell me like, hey, that sounds like a good idea, right? And those are the people you need. Like, hey, I'm going to blaze this trail and go do this. You know, it could be a $100,000 investment, your first one. I just said, just do one. And if you do one, just have somebody, you know, just have a couple people that you can call that have done it before. They can at least kind of check you, you know. You may be just out there like, oh, I'm going to build this whole thing and do this. They're going to be like this. You're doing way too much. That's not going to work, right? You need those people, right? You don't. You don't want those people who are just like, yeah, do it and tell me how it works. So, <laughs> you don't want those people around you, right? You want those people who will check you and don't mind you taking their answers and checking it with other people. Absolutely. No, I think having honest and, and unrelenting people around you is so big. Mm-hmm. People can tell you honestly that, hey, you're messing up. Don't do this or go do that. Or you come to them with a deal and say, hey, get on that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's so important. That's been huge for me too. Yeah. Huge. So, you know, we always, we like to talk about, you know, all this stuff of learning from all these people. Are there any books or masterminds you'd recommend to anybody listening that you've learned a lot from? I wouldn't say there's any books in particular, just because I've been moving so fast. I don't have time to pick up a book. Um, But I would say that in 2021, just with everything going on, I have really been open to uh, asking people who may not owe me anything, even a conversation or a response, asking questions and like informatively digging, digging deep in, in question with those people. I'm starting to learn that in this, you know, you can read a lot of books, but books are done Books are, books are based off what's already happened, 
right? And we're in a market that's like moving every day. It changes every day. Um, you could do, I mean, you guys will, you know, whoever's listening, they're going to get into this real estate stuff and you're going to realize you're going to do deals that are three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, 24 months. And that market is going to be completely different than the one that you got in the deal in originally, right? That situation is just different um, in, a, in a good way or a bad way, right? And I think that I have learned the most this year by kind of putting the books and the podcast down and making phone calls and just calling people, man, and just asking questions like, hey, man, I hate to bother you, but hey, you mind answering this question for me? Or would you come walk this with me and just, just let me know what you think? And they may tell you exactly what you already knew, but there's... There are, there's a lot of confidence to be bred having a conversation with somebody and, and asking those those questions because even even podcasts I'm listening to podcasts and you know a lot of them are real estate related a lot of them are just mindset related but you can't ask a question right you can't like go further on 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 the topic right like I need more I need to ask a question that specifically pertains to this deal I'm in or that I think I'm gonna get into and I need an answer. Right. I've just I've spent my time just picking up the phone. I live with AirPods in. sometimes I accidentally get in the shower with them in, but I live with AirPods in <laughs> and just just I'm always on the phone trying to ask questions. man. I think that's the best way to learn right now in this hot market um, and especially people that you don't know. Um, I think the coolest thing ever, especially about Austin, man, is just how business forward everybody is. If, if you set up a meeting with somebody or a call with somebody, they're like, hey, let me introduce you to this person, set you up with this person. Um, this would probably be a good person for you to talk to. You should try to do a deal with this person or hop on a phone call with them, right? And you pick up the phone and you meet those people and you talk with those people and you're going to learn something and they're going to give you a different perspective about how this market is moving for them. And in most cases, you'll find answers to, you know, I may have talked to player A at 11 a.m. and at 2 p.m. I talked to player B and he told me something completely unrelated to my business, but it was actually an answer for what I was talking to or the person or the topic that player A had. And you end up kind of just piecing things together and then you're having conversations with both of them and now you're giving advice or sharing information, right? And it it helps them give you back information later, right? You guys are sharing notes and it's just, it just, it seems to be very helpful out here, man. I, I hate to say... I hate to admit this year, I haven't been picking up books and doing all that reading, man, but there's just so much learning to do on the fly that, you know, picking up the phone these days and having a conversation with people who are really in it, very beneficial to business, very beneficial. Yeah, you're You're masterminding with, with people locally here. Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here, and I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it, That would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing, and I'd be able to help more people. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. And it's the same thing. Like uh, your client, myself, we met, grab lunch, coffee, whatever. You and I are having another conversation. I'm sure we'll meet again. That's just more masterminding, right? Those are more ideas, more information we're taking in. The more you can take in, the better. I would love to say, hey, I read 12 books this year, but the reality is, I learned a lot much more. I filled up my notebook full of notes and I had thousands of conversations throughout the year that enabled me to take the next steps. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so if you had an ask from our audience, is there anything specific you're looking for right now, Peyton? Um, 
if there's an ask from the, it depends. Or is this is this audience? Uh, are we talking buyers and sellers, or are we talking movers and shakers? All of the above. So, let's see. You can do both. So why don't you do two different asks? From buyers and sellers would be. Buyers and sellers would be to take a leap, right? There's a lot of people who are just keeping their properties in tight, honing in on it. Like, oh, Austin's appreciating doing all this. I can make this much money. You're right. You're not wrong. You're 100% right. But there's other things that you can be doing with that money and appreciation is gonna, it's gonna settle at some point, right? So like, let's say you can get a million bucks for your house now and yeah, in a year from now, you could probably get 1.3 for it. But it's also true that in a year from now, you could probably only get a million fifty for it. And if you take your million now, you can go put that million to work in 10 different other places or go do a bunch of other things and make way more money on it in the next two or three years. So like, please take a leap and go and go do something and, and allow your money to go make money. Don't just sit on your one house that's gaining a little bit of appreciation, right? Like, you own a house, ask for advice and ask how you can take that money to go make more money. Go ask a professional, right? Don't just sit on that and think that that, that extra 50 grand you're gonna make in the next year or two is, is enough of a nest egg for you. Go go double that up, go go triple that up and, and use the right people and use the right counsel to go do that, right? Um, same thing for me, like I sell a property, like I'm immediately going to get two more that are making me more money. Um, as you should, and I know that's scary for a lot of people, but if you have the right counsel, man, go take a leap and, and take advantage of all this money that's being made around you. Don't just settle with what you got. Um, and then people who are movers and shakers, uh, things that I'm looking for, we're all looking for deals, man. Continue to share information. Like I'm not in no way, shape or form, am I looking for handouts, favors, anything like that, man. If you got information, share it. I'm not looking for a, a golden lot that's you know, a quarter million dollars cheaper than anybody else is going to get it. That's not, that's not it right now. I think that there's, I think that everybody needs to believe in the fact that there's a more than enough to go around. We all just got to, you know, the masterminds got to keep sharing notes and movers and shakers got to continue to keep moving, man. Cause that's, what's going to keep this pace up and keep people moving out here. So they're going to be like, man, this, this place is progressive. It's, it's forever progressing. And that's what we want to be a part of. Um, and just, I mean, like every developer, we're all looking for lots and deals and things like that. If there's anybody listening, what do I want? I want you to call me or call Jordan or call somebody and ask for a little bit more advice than you got from your neighbor um, on possible things that you can do so that we can all stay active and keep this thing moving. Awesome. And speaking of calling you, how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way to reach you? Uh, any way you want, man. I'm, I'm all over Google. I'm all over Instagram. Um, the company's called Verb, V-E-R-V, Real Estate and Development. You can look us up on Google. Um, other than that, man, it's just, it's everywhere. It's, uh, emails, phone numbers, everything's up everywhere. Anywhere you look for me, Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N, uh, you'll find it. And I'd love to, love to connect, love to grab coffee, hop on a podcast, man, meet some more people. Uh, find out how we can make some more money and keep keep everybody involved. Like I said, my goal is to just, you know, those people that are holding, just holding all their assets near and dear, man. I want to help people um, make the most of that, right? There's there's a lot of things. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moves that can be made, man. And I hate to say, I hate to see people sitting on the sidelines, man, with all that talent and all the, all those opportunities. 
Yeah, no, I agree there. I talk to people all the time saying, well, if I just wait a little longer, it'll be this much. Say, well, you've got all this equity sitting in it. Go put that to work and that'll be this much here. It'll be this much. Yeah, you, yeah. You take that hundred thousand and turn that into a couple hundred thousand, and then you know. And but those are also the people you know. They figure out same concept. Like, man, I did this once. I could have done this the whole time. Okay, I'll do it two or three more times. And then now they're you know now they've made a half million bucks, and all of a sudden they're listening, right? Um, so that's all I want, man. Is just to open people up, get them off the sidelines, get them in the game to where they're making some money and they're. they're they're doing some things and they're happy and they're they're contributing to to this economy just continue to go up in austin uh if we see it settle i kind of think that that's on us man we didn't educate people enough right uh if at any point this thing settles in the next couple of years that's definitely on us as educators right we didn't get the information out there we allowed people to kind of hold things too tight and that that locked up our market um I think that there's still a lot of growth and progression that can be done, man. And it just, it's going to take the right people to lead the train. So much, so much more growth here in Austin. So much more. So much more. Yeah. So last question here, Peyton. Again, it's Peyton Thompson. Just Google him. You can find him anywhere on social media. We'll have all this up in the show notes. But last question here, the most important question I'm going to ask today. What's your favorite restaurant in Austin? Hey, that's messed up, man. <laughs> um all right all right my favorite if i'm okay if i'm gonna bring mom and dad in town i'm probably gonna take them to atx casino over there on caesar chavez caesar chavez and second. Yeah. in between caesar chavez and second um question is what's yours you got any gems to share you can't say uchi and you can't say red ash but that's everybody's go-to. You got a you got a food truck or something that's just near and dear. There's a great taco food truck on Cesar Chavez, and for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of it right now. It's right past uh, Black Swan. If you're going east on the left side, it's right on the corner. It's it is right on a corner. Um, honestly, man, I'll eat Rudy's pretty much any day for lunch. Heck yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, not, hey, I'm not opposed to eating next to a Shell gas station at all. I'm about it. Me neither. I'm about it. Especially especially laptop open. If they got Wi-Fi, I'm in there. I would say uh, my two hidden gems. I'm put you guys on game now, man. Put you on game. Have you been to Cosmic Coffee? Yes, I have. I like Cosmic Coffee for its outdoor vibe. And there's a place called Little Fields. Um, that's on, I want to say it's on Enfield. No, it's on Windsor. It's on Mopac and Windsor. And, um, it's got like a little kids, like playground area. There's always like families out there, but they have, a they have a, what is it? Medici's coffee truck. And they have a... Uh, what is the taco place called? Um, I forget what the taco place is called, but it's the same one that's at the line of Veracruz taco truck. Yeah. They got Medici and Veracruz right there, kind of in the back, and it's kind of just tucked in right in the suburbs, right in this neighborhood. Um, it's a cool little place to pull over and grab coffee if you're ever uh, 
kind of in that 78703 area. That's my little tuck off place to go. Love that. I also love Mozart's and uh, Medici Coffee here in East Austin. It's great too. Yeah. Yeah, the one in East Austin's really cool. The industrial looking one. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. I like that spot. I stumbled, I stumbled upon it going to uh, that hardwood place that's over there trying to pick out some floors. Yeah. And I ended up ended up at that Medici. That was that was a pretty cool spot. What was the other place you said? Mozart's, just right on Lake Austin. There. Love Mozart's. What a hidden gem. You've been there for the live music. Uh yeah, accidentally actually this weekend. I think it's last mm -hmm. weekend. Yep. I think they do Tuesday or Wednesday nights. They do open mic or something like that. Now that it's getting cooler, it's a pretty, it's a must go to. Yeah, love it. That's where I take anybody that's coming into town straight to Mozart's to meet. Okay. The lake there, it's awesome. Okay. Yep, that's a good one. That's, hey man, stop giving up all the good secret local gems, man. You can't. Yeah. I was I was keeping that one in my back pocket. I didn't know you were gonna let it out. I love Mozart's. <laughs> Summer Moon's probably my favorite little coffee shop. Their coffee's interesting. Uh, the 007, which is not too sweet, is really good. I've never had it. I always get the little half moon. That moon milk is serious now. Yeah, your stomach better be your stomach better be built for it. But boy, is it good. Yeah. No, 007 is like a quarter moon type thing. Okay. Yeah, that may be more up my alley, but it is good, man. It's it's different. It tastes different than most. Most coffee places, uh, but we're 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 blessed and highly favored with our coffee spots in Austin. There's if you go to Starbucks, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Well, all right, Peyton. I really appreciate you coming on here today. I know you're a busy man. I know you got stuff to do here this afternoon. But thank you so much again. Anybody wants to reach out to Peyton, Google Peyton Thompson. Peyton Thompson on any social media. Yep. Get back to you right away. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you, Jordan. I uh, Back to the live bullets of real estate, huh? All right. Get after it, man. Sounds good, man. I appreciate you having me. And you guys have a good day. Thank you. Yeah, man.